Okay, one, two, one, two. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? How you doing? This is your boy, B-Sales, once again. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the B-Side Podcast. I always want to say the B-Spot. But anyhow, welcome to another edition of the B-Side Podcast. Got a special guest on today. Real special, real close to me. Um, Definitely looked up to this brother ever since I can remember. And that's been a long time. But, um... The main thing I wanted, uh, definitely wanted to get this guest on today because of the pandemic that we're going through right now. A lot of issues have been going on mentally with us. And therefore, without further ado, I like to bring on my brother. I'm trying to get something started here. I don't even know what's going on. Why is it stopped? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I'm trying to work the board and everything. But. (laughs) <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give a shout out to my brother, Big Bro Marty Sellers. How's it going out there, everybody? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm still fine tuning it, my brother. I'm still fine tuning it. Listen, we all just make this out here right now. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, right, right. Hey, that's 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 what we do on the B side over here. We gonna keep it all the way live. All right, you know. That's right. Through through the faults. Through, through through the through the the good things that's going to happen, we're going to be there. We're going we're going to discuss right. it. See it live and full. That's right. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I wanted to uh, definitely uh, get you on the program, man, because um, definitely uh, wanted to discuss some things that were going on through this pandemic, like I mentioned before, and also just the mental aspect of what we're going through and the reason why i like to get you on here definitely finally a professional expert um <laughs> for real my man i'm in, I'm in pumping your, your your company man and like i said uh like i appreciate I said, you yeah got to do that man obviously like i said this is my big brother and uh you know we got him on the air because like i said the pandemic and the mental health issues that we got going on in our community and also out here in the, in, in 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 the world i want to say and uh you know he yeah. is the ceo of marcel consulting and mental health services out here in California. So definitely wanted to get him on board so I could pick his brain a little bit. Maybe he can give us, you know, some uh, words of advice and some things that we can um, follow to uh, help us through this crisis and also, um, you know, big up some better of ourselves. So thanks for coming on, man. Man, I, listen, I appreciate you. And, and what I love that mm-hmm. I'm hoping we can even model with other people yeah. that we are siblings. Yes. We don't have to be in competition with each other. We're not in competition. Yes. When you win, I win. When I win, you win. And, yeah. and you, likewise, have been an inspiration to me. You were the one who gave me the idea uh-huh. of doing my own podcast. So, man, <laughs> I appreciate you for leading the way for your big brother uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, I, you know, we're going to show much love, you know, right now. Um, definitely, you know, um, like you said, we're siblings. Um this is my real brother, okay? Uh, there's a little, right. se- there's a seven years gap, obviously, but um, um, you know, always, um, like you said, you know, no jealousy or no competition like that. If anything, it helped me Never. to, um, how can I say, aspire myself, you know? Because I looked at an aspect like, yo, 
I'm seeing my big brother do all these things. Some things I, I it, in my eyes would be terrifying for me to do. But then when I break it down, I'm just sitting here like, man, you know, we are one, you know, we came from the same family, same That's background. Right. And when I see him excel, right. that only makes me want to, to excel. And, um, you know, you always been there for me, man, regardless of where I was at mentally, however it was, even how small you always, I think you, in hindsight, I think you took me around certain things so I could soak some knowledge up, you know, so I could see the experience. Cause I, yeah. 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 That was my, my, my desire. And, uh-huh. and with that, because I thought as the oldest, mm-hmm. it was my responsibility gotcha. to try some things because I knew that I wasn't doing this just for me, mm-hmm. but I had you and, and Tasha yeah. and, and our other siblings uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. who really were coming after us. And, and I, I needed to make sure I paved the way and also make sure that I took whatever hits I could so that mm-hmm. you all would not have to go through the same hits that I did. Yeah, man. Definitely appreciate that, man. If we haven't even you know, express that to you to show that gratitude, man. We was definitely paying attention, man, and um, you never let us astray. You know, I think the one thing that um, you always instilled in definitely me and Suze, which is Tasha, we, we call her Suzy Q. Uh, that's her nickname. Suzy Q. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grandma Lucille right there. Um, but, the main, mm-hmm. but the main thing um, we appreciated was that um, I, I think you're um, – one thing I got at how, how fierce she was as far as setting a goal and meeting that objective as far as going after it. Because, I mean, I used to sit back like, how in the world is he doing it? And I want to say, people, that this started at a young age for him. Like, for instance, I remember when you was directing grown adults in the choir and you were young. I'm like, <laughs> how? I'm sitting here like, how is that happening? Especially back in the day because... You know, what was the concept? We didn't want to see child. What was the concept? What was that old saying that a child should, what, not be heard or Uh, seen, whatever? Yeah, uh, should be seen but not heard. Exactly. And then, you know, with that in our mind frame, me and the siblings and being young, I seen you out there directing grown-ass adults, man. I mean, getting the best out of them. And I'm just sitting here like, wow. That that, that, that just blew my mind. Yeah, remember, you know, articles in the newspaper about you? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. So, so my question is, um, was was that always in you as far as helping others to 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 get out the most out of, of, of people? Was that? I mean, where did you pick that up from? I mean, is it something that you can't speak on? I mean, where where did you get that from? Virginia, that was always um, embedded in us. Uh-huh. When I look at Grandma George, okay, and what she did, okay. I look at that's Lou our mother's. Hill that's our that's she- our. That's our mother's uh, mother. Uh, That's our mother. Yeah, our maternal grandmother. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we look at our, our paternal grandmother, mm-hmm. uh, Lucy. She was always helping. She was always talking to someone. She was always cooking and, and providing food and all that. Uh-huh. Then when I even look at our own parents yeah. in, in their own different ways, dad was always doing stuff. Yeah. Mom was always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for mm-hmm. me, I guess I didn't know any other way. I just, I thought that's how you were supposed to do it. And I guess I thought my my role and responsibility mm-hmm. was to be that for you all as well. Got you. Um, but it wasn't even about weighing out. I was just like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and and when other people weren't doing it, I'm like, well, isn't everyone supposed to be doing this? <laughs> so I didn't look at it as doing being or doing anything that was special or out of the ordinary. Uh-huh. I looked at it as, as the oldest. That was my role. That was my job. That was my responsibility. And I paved the way. 
for others, especially my siblings, you and Tasha. Got you, got you. Because, yeah, I was always, um, I don't know, I was always sat back and, and wondered about that. Like, um, I mean, even um, you getting um, involved in church as, a, as, as in an early age, you know? Um, you know, right. obviously, and, and continuing that on to the day, still to this day, as you know, one of your 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 backgrounds as far as what you're still involved with. Um, so so, mm -hmm. how old were you when you um actually got into church, or, or you wanted to I go always, that route? You know, you know, again, we all all I know is growing up in it, and we had older cousins uh, um, that were always in it. So you know, I had Amy and Angie, and and they gave it. So the three of us were always real close. Um, and so I did basically we were within a few years of each other, whatever they did. And that's just how it happened. And then um, I started directing choirs when I was 11. Okay. Now, where, and, now, and, now, where did that, I don't mean to cut you off, but where did that, no, inspira where did that inspiration come from? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, did you, did you, did you see like, uh, uh, what's my man, Reverend Cleveland and, 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 you know, um, by, by all those backgrounds. I didn't know who they were. Okay. I knew their music, but I didn't know that them individually or that their, their, them um, as these great, great gospel artists. Mm -hmm. I, you know, when, when it, at Shadow during the time when I was young, yeah, I had uh, Greg Williams, oh, Robert man. K. Matthews. Man. Uh, uh, man, Greg can blow. We Ooh. had, yes, yes. Oh, man. We had Ronnie, Ronnie White. So Aaron's dad, our there. cousin Aaron's dad. Aaron's okay. Dad. Yeah, yeah. And then you know Barbara Kay. That, that's part of of, of her music. Her cousin. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Barbara, so K, Barbara Kay used to sing. Barbara Kay would sing and direct and blow people underneath the bench. Wow. I did not know that. See. Wow. Oh my God. So I was. So we were going to have a this kind of skit we were making fun of. And, and, you know, how we do in the church, we make fun of folks. So I was, so someone said, well, this is Deacon so-and-so doing this, and this is so-and-so. I said, oh, this is Robert K. direct the choir. And I put my two little fingers in here, and mm -hmm. it was mocking her. How she wow. was directing the choir, and, and everyone fell out laughing. Well, our little skit never came to pass. And I remember Greg Williams, because uh -huh. Greg was over the youth choir at that time. Okay. And said, hey, I saw you mocking, making fun of Barbara K. Come and direct this song. And that's how it starts. Wow. Yo, yo, people. I, yo, I've known this brother all my life. This is the first time <laughs> I ever heard this. Barbecue? <laughs> I'm tripping. My, yes. mind, my mind is blown right now. I don't even. Wow. That was. I would have I would have lost every bet if somebody would have said, who inspires your brother to direct? Barbecue? I would have been like, hell no. What the? Yes. Man, I want to curse on here bad, but Thank damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That, you would have been about three or four years old. Oh, man, wow. So, no, you would never remember no, any of that. No, Wow. Right. Wow. Barbara K. Matthews? Yeah. Well, wow. Okay, that, that, that puts a whole other spin on it. I don't even think she it. knows that. I don't even think she knows that. Wow. Unbelievable, man. That, 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 I, I'm, right. I'm lost for words right now. That was the farthest <laughs> thing. From my mind, as you say, Barbecue was your not. inspiration off of mocking her. <laughs> right, off um, of mocking her. Unbelievable right now. Okay, man, I, man, I Barbara, love feel-good stories. Had, she had such mad skills as a teenager. She did. 
I mean, if you have Barbara Kay, mm-hmm. Ronnie White, mm-hmm. Greg uh, Greg Williams, yeah. uh, um, them up there, and maybe one or two others, they, they would stir the church up. Wow. And just imagine if we had, like, uh, social media back then. Like I used right. to, always, like I always used to hit up Greg. Like Greg, why ain't you got no CDs out there? It's always something. I'm like, yo, man, you ain't even got to do that anymore. Now you can just do your own thing now. I mean, but obviously right. back in the day, you know, it was a whole different mixture, you know, as far as get, breaking right. into the record industry compared to is now. But I mean, his voice, good lord, oh my goodness. I mean, and when you think about it, back too, we are in the quote unquote Bible Belt, if you will, because. That's when a lot of stuff came out of Detroit. So that was during the era when, when Motown was had just released all those people. So Motown was in the process of moving from Detroit to California. Yes, you still had all those gospel artists who were coming up with the whining Detroit. Yes, yes. all the Clark sisters. Yes, Detroit. Donna wait, 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 wait. The Clark sisters Detroit. from Detroit too? Yes. Oh my goodness, man! I love man. I don't oh. that Detroit sound even still to this day. Is amazing. I mean, you can't, you cannot put. You can't duplicate it. No, you can't. It, 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 it's, it's amazing, and, and that's, a, that's a shame that, um, you know, obviously, you know, them moving to LA, I'm sure that would provide a bigger road for them. But just imagine if it just stayed there. Oh my goodness. All of, imagine that all of them went to school together. The Smokey Robinsons, the Wyman, the Clarks, yeah. and, and even Maddie Moss and all of them. Wow. They all went to school together. Wow. Can you imagine? It's almost like if you walk down any block, you can just hear singing and ridiculous singing and writing that came out of there. Just amazing talent everywhere. And and, and what, what is disheartening, here's the dichotomy of it all, mm-hmm. that Detroit is such a depressed city yes. and all of that talent is coming out of that. But, oh, like I did on my, I'm doing lack this of opportunity. show. Lack of opportunity. Right. I'm doing what I just call 30 Days of Mental Motivation. And, and mm-hmm. yesterday I spoke about creativity mm-hmm. and how with, with some of the most creative people in the world, uh-huh. one of the common themes of their creativity is trauma. That trauma sparks such creativity in people. If you go back and look at and, and do some research on a lot of your most creative people, yeah. they've experienced some sort of major trauma that almost awoke, woke up the creativity within them. Wow. That that was a way to keep their sanity, so that they would not go crazy, or after age some. Uh, this is not clinical, uh, so they wouldn't go cuckoo for a couple for. Yeah. But but so that they could keep their sanity, so the creativity was mer- burst out of that. Wow. So that they have a, some sort of mental and emotional escape. Wow, that that is true. I mean, you know, just mm-hmm. just to find that release and uh, under that right. extreme pressure, under that extreme condition that something beautiful came came out of all that right. chaos wow yeah beautiful beautiful ashes yeah wow wow well that that wow that's that was interesting man how 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 you see people how we could go we we've been like this for for as long as i can remember on discussions and conversations I mean, my goodness. Right. So, yeah, that was always, you know, I'm, I'm being selfish, people, because this is, I don't know why I never asked this before, but I guess I got this platform now. I can definitely ask, what is it that connects me and my big bro? And there's another thing that um, I wanted to always um, commend you on as far as uh, you always had a knack as far as giving back to the community. And what I'm meaning, at, at all levels, I remember this, too. Obviously, my childhood 
I remember the choir. Obviously, you in school mm-hmm. always doing well. I mean, you used to take a briefcase, right? Briefcase, tie, <laughs> rocket. I said, and then at first I was like, what is going on? I was like, yo, this brother means you went business at a young age, man. I mean, that that just, I'm just sitting here like, and I remember the show you always used to watch. And I'm sitting here like, yo, he's the black version uh, with Michael J. Fox. What was that show he was on? And he had the same. Oh, what was that uh, show, man? Yeah, but you know, because uh, he used to always yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have a tie on in a briefcase, and I'd be like, "Yo, my brother's the black version, yo! I swear, <laughs> I swear." And then what right, really, right. what really got me right? Obviously, you know, the grades. I was just sitting here like, "Oh Lord, how am I gonna compete with this?" But anyway, I was younger though. I still had time to wait. But I think a lot of the, the the craziest thing out of that that also struck me, and I was like, that is amazing. You know, we grew up on sports, you know, obviously. Right. And right. I remember when, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were at Wilson Junior High, right? And yeah. you got yeah. the glass backboards for the gymnasium. Am, am I right on that? When you yes, went to sir. student council, whatever the case may be, and you did yeah. something that we got, Glass backboards at the junior yeah. high, right? Yes, sir. See, yes. see, see. And then I went there and played ball there too. And I was just like, "Yo, my brother, my brother got got the glass backboards." Because then back then, a lot of a lot of places didn't have glass backboards. You still had like the fiberglass. Yes, I want to say either the square backboards or the rounded, the round off ones. We had the we had the round off ones that were wooden. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. That were painted white. Yes, with the orange square. Yeah. Yeah. With the orange square. Yep. And, then, and then you got the glass backboards. <laughs> wow. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Hey, man. I ain't forget it. I ain't forget about that, Chief. That was wow. that was that was that was amazing to me. Like because people got to understand, right? Generalized <laughs> background. We come from Newark, Ohio, not New Jersey, people. Newark, Ohio. Ohio. Okay. <laughs> And it's only probably right. about what, maybe one <laughs> percent black, <laughs> especially at that time. What was okay. the percentage was real low. I was, I was going to say three or four, but okay, one uh, percent. Uh, three or four stretching it, <laughs> but okay, we'll go there. But that's <laughs> even like, damn, yes. So, just imagine in the eighties at a junior high, no, predominantly no. white junior high. Here comes a black student council no, representative. No. What? Dude, that would have actually been the, the late seventies. Like, and you you said you was the president. Yeah, I was president. See, president of the student council, and then was like, <laughs> you know what? Our gym ain't looking right. We need glass backboards. What? I mean, man, you was you was ahead of your time, brother. You was ahead of your time. And then um um so so, what what? But even at North High, yes. you know, I was class president the uh, 10th, 11th, my 10th and 11th grade year as well. Yes, yes, 10th, 11th. Also, okay, we're yeah. going to get to that. So my whole thing also, obviously, you know, because you, you finished up uh, high school in Irvine in California. Yes. In California, yes. yes. And so my whole thing is um, – you know, I'm 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 giving like a chronological order <laughs> right now. Okay, so okay. you know, we little we start off the church choir. Now we in junior high. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Sir. The, the, the backboards, black student council president 
at Wilson Junior High. Woodrow Wilson. We ain't going to speak on that. Woodrow name, Wilson. But Woodrow Wilson <laughs> Tigers. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then, so then, um, obviously, you know, you and student council, obviously, I still, I'm thinking a school community-based program to help out students. Hey, this is what we need. So once again, right. you're still being an activist, I would say, right? Yeah. Yes. And so then, not only top of that, you're still in the church, you're still student council, then you got into drama. I remember the West Side Story. <laughs> okay? Hey, I'm breaking Do you? Yeah. Man, I remember all Are that. You Man, I, at, it was out there on, on off what Mount Vernon Road out there. They had the playhouse. Am I right? The Weather Vane Theater, yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah, man. Living in America. I remember all that. I remember Jesus Christ Superstar. I remember that, man. I remember. Oh, my God. Hey, man, I swear. I swear. Yes. Living in America. Maybe that's why. See, I blame you now. Now I got a good excuse why I like the Latinas. It's my brother. Living in America. <laughs> West Side Story. That was it. That was it. <laughs> hey, hold on we now. We have Latinas in Ohio. Hey, hey. We had to, to make sure. I know. I know, but, you know. Hey, look, sisters, still love y'all to death. Hold, I'm, I, hey, always. My mother's, my mother's a sister, always. The Latinas, they right there. But anyhow, um, <laughs> so getting back to the drama, um, because obviously you have written plays and 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 and, and uh, directed plays and also acting in plays. So I want to get back to you as far as with the drama, the acting, and also the screenwriting and all that. What what? Because obviously you had that at a young age too. Now people, this is all pre-adult. All this. Um, experiences. No, man, this is this is big, man. I don't know too many brothers who have siblings wow. who've done this, man. Besides sports, yeah, but and then also you played those too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, what made you get into drama and screenwriting and things like that at such an early age? I, I, you know, I, I had great mentors and people like Beth Dinkley, okay, who pushed me to do public speaking and these type of things. Uh -huh. They saw something in me okay. and kept pushing me to do some things. And that became my escape, you know, from oh. our own trauma that we had as, as growing up with our own parents. Uh, yes, yes, boy, yeah. boy, I can Tina Turner. Oh, I didn't get to say that at the funeral, right. but I was about to, y'all wasn't ready. <laughs> I almost did, but you brought it up now. <laughs> I, said, I said, the church ain't ready for that. But yeah, yeah, I swear I thought we was living the real Ike and Tina Turner story. Right. I had so many right. epiphanies when I was watching that show. Like, what? Like, that's mom and that's dad. But no musical right. talent and no singing talent. Right. <laughs> Minus the cocaine, but right. I think everything else was there. Everything else was there. Everything right. else was there. Besides the music and the cocaine. Damn. But uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, for, for, for me, that was my, that was my, that was how I, so I could keep my own sanity. Man. So I poured into, like you poured into basketball. Yes. I poured into musical things. I poured into theater. I poured into uh, uh, singing and directing. I knew my basketball skills weren't as strong uh -huh. as yours. And I did not want to live up to the pressure that dad had put on me for, for playing basketball and being like him. Yeah. So I ran track because I knew he didn't run track. 
So I'm like, I, I'm not going to try. So he didn't run track? Yeah, he ran some track, but not to the degree that, that I did. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, we ain't got two sides of the story because he, he passed, but he act like he was a good track runner. He's always well, he probably was, but, but 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 you know, but his whole thing was basketball. So I'm like, I'm not gonna compete with you in that gotcha. because you ain't gonna get up in my grill and yell at me and all that. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm, do I'm that. gonna do something. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna do something that you're not that skilled in and know just a little bit about. He was athletic, so definitely he could coach at that. But, but if I do this in my own way, then you're not going to come to the press, all the press meets, because they, they meet at a different time. Yes. Uh, uh, not at night. It's during work hours. Yeah. So you won't, you won't be at my practices. Wait, and you wait. can't tell me how to run. Wait a you minute. can't tell me how to run hurdles. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, but wait a minute. You all right? So you're telling me that out of all the chaos that you've seen at home, you definitely made a point to find your escapism so that you could, how can I say it, discover yourself out of all I that chaos to. and mix. And discuss, I had to. Got you. Man, that is deep. That's deep right there. And that was at a young age, man. I, I knew I had to do something to keep me sane. Um, love Dad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, love, yeah. You know, he, he's, our, he's our dad. Exactly. So we can't help that, but but I knew there were certain strengths I did not want to be like them at all. And so I said, well, I need to create my own pathway of success so that he can't challenge it or anything else. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not his wheelhouse. Yeah. Singing was not his wheelhouse. <laughs> Truck was not his wheelhouse. Wow. Uh, uh, being class president was not his wheelhouse. Yeah. Now, I choose to, I choose, chose to take those traits that I loved about that. Uh, in any type of dad was charming. Uh, uh, I told him he could he could charm the panties off of any woman. <laughs> and why I don't know, but he did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can understand because there's some beautiful ladies out here. Like whoa, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> So that's, that's, for another, that's for another discussion and topic. That's a whole on, other discussion. Yeah. Is, is really women from Bar... Is, 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 is really women from, from Venus? Because I like the Earth girls. I don't know any I don't know any women from Venus. I like the Earth girls. Okay, go ahead. My bad. My bad. I had a, I had a, little, I had a little moment to myself. Okay, that's another topic. But yeah, go I, ahead as far I as with the escapism. Listener, I hope the listeners are having a great time. I, 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 all, all the family business. Oh, hey, hey, it's... We ain't giving out too many names for pops, but hey, it's real talk. I mean, it was hard. These are the common things. Yeah, but these are the, what, what what families are going through. Yes. And, and what yes. I try to do, yes. even in, in those who are coming through domestic violence, who experience PTSD, because what we really experienced was a form of PTSD, because we lived in that silence. You got we that lived right. That, that, was, that yep. was our life. Yes. And we learn how to normalize it, like so many in the black community does. Because yeah. not only did we normalize it, the church normalized it. The, the church said, oh, he's a great provider. We're not talking about his, his ability to provide. Yeah. Dad was a great provider. We, we, we never went hungry. We yeah. always had clothes. Yeah. Now, he didn't give us what, he, what we always wanted. No, now, we had to hear something about it, though, at the end. We, we, had, to, right. we had always yeah, we, had it. Man. Were, you do some good. He do some good. You still get scolded. Like man, did you just right? Did, right. I, I get the right, gratitude. Right. I, I, thank you. 
Do I gotta go out and get a card and anything else? Do I gotta buy you a gift? Right. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Yeah. He deserves it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But, but we we can, we cannot escape that so many of our 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 and I say this families, black families, Latino families, uh, and I don't want to just normalize it, but that's just my experience. But 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 have dealt with so much post-traumatic stress, and we and post-traumatic stress is just not from military. Uh, we label it as solely a military diagnosis. But anyone who has lived through some, something that is traumatic or perceived traumatic, whether they physically have been in it or if the experience of it through second hand has caused them to feel that, that's post-traumatic stress. Yes. But I just simplify the diagnosis of that. Yes, it is. It is. And if it causes flashbacks, if it causes some sort of anxiety, if it can cause depression, if it can cause pain, if it can cause uh, 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 nightmares or, or, or anything that, that causes you to be outside of your norm, yes. that's post-traumatic stress. Yes, yes, that is. That is yeah. true. And, and, and just um, going off our, our, our earlier <clears throat> conversation, mm-hmm. as far as yeah. when I, um, I mentioned to you that uh, the police department, um, I've been getting... Yeah. Uh, ratings, or I would say that their call numbers, and I will say probably much the the domestic violence rate they're saying how has it it's it's gone down. Um, however, they were still kind of you know a little fishy about those statistics because they're like, wait right. a minute here, I don't know if I believe in this number because you got people at home and the victims mm-hmm. are in presence of the predator, meaning right. the, the the abuser. And um and and I think this will tie into what our conversation was just you know speaking of speaking of our childhood growing up and and and, and pops or whatnot mm-hmm. and uh and how like I said we discussed this earlier by going on the show and then how you were explaining this now um do you see that point too how do you feel about that point um that even though the numbers tell you one thing that it's down however I got a feeling that those numbers could be skewed because you know, they're with this person now, 24 hours a day. How can they report something that goes? Part of the problem, I'm, I'm calling this period, and many of us in the profession are calling this period. Uh-huh. We, we're putting the term extreme complication, like complicated anxiety, complicated depression, complicated PTSD. Yes. Because we have all this regular symptomology that's happening. Now, on top of it, there's been something that was unprecedented that we've never seen before in our lifetime. Yes. Uh, everyone in the world stay home. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so with that, contact and, and having access to other uh, uh, support systems, mm-hmm. they're there, but they're very limited. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are really, for lack of a better phrase, screening the severity of the situation. Now, so now have they always mm-hmm. did some type of screening of that situation? They have to, right? The, well, you have to definitely do some sort of screening mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. But when 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 social workers are now working from home and they're not as much in the field, got you. When police officers are only responding now uh, to what is really severe cases, mm-hmm. they're not. They they don't have the luxury of just coming out because they're, they're exposed. And we haven't even talked about the the exposure that they've had 
and, and those who have COVID-19. I have a, a police officer that has a client right now. Mm-hmm. His partner was exposed and had COVID-19. So then he has to go through a whole process. He's a black police officer. And that's a whole other topic talking about black, black police officers and the continual microaggressions that they experience exactly. on a continual basis. Exactly. Um, but he has to go through this whole process of taking off all his clothes before he gets to his house because he has a two-year-old um, newly married and what that trauma that it expresses to him and his family and all of that. So, um, but they they have to weigh out different things because they, they get they still get calls. Group home calls are going off the chain. Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm kids sure. Are, kids are AWOLing. Um, all visitation has completely stopped across the nation for anyone in a group home or foster family agency. Yeah, I think you that's cannot an- have contact with your with your people. Yeah, and I think that's another light that has been uh, shown during this pandemic is obviously right. we got to get everything together in order. I mean, yeah. because now not right. only you know people got to understand, like you were saying, that people that are in group home, people that are in mm-hmm. shelters, people are in so mm-hmm. so called correctional facilities, they are still a right. part of the society. At some point, sooner yeah. or later, they have to get re-embedded into society. And you can't bring, bring people back in society sick to already sick society. Right. So they're the, uh, they're the invisible part of our society. Because in, in a group home, uh, if something breaks out, it can wipe out not just all the residents of the group home, but all the workers as well. And that community that's next to that And that can be and, and, and so think about it in a prison, in a prison same situation. In a, in a juvenile hall, same yeah, situation. Because yeah. you can't get social distancing there. You, you got two people in the cell. You can't. Three people in the cell. And that's and it's kind of messed up too that not only minorities and immigrants, but I'm focused on minorities right, right now, meaning us. That how is it right. that we're taking huge losses in society? Because we're poor, so-called socioeconomic uh, uh, trials and tribulations, but then also take it in. The uh, um, <clears throat> incarceration uh, uh, situation, as far yes. as the prison industry, how we that right. that that's that's terrible, and and once again another wake up call where we have to get our stuff together. This makes no sense. Right. I mean, no one's gonna save us except for us. I mean that that there you go. It's it's, it's the truth. That's the truth of the Everybody matter. looks out for the, what I want to say. Tribe. Everybody mm-hmm. look. Everybody looks out for they the do. tribe because I. I it, uh, it's hard for me right now to say the word humanity because we're not we're, we're not showing any of that. So how can I use that word humanity when we're not even showing some of that? Not even a little bit. Yeah, well, we, we, yeah, we're going to have our certain percentage that's always going to be there. But what about the rest of us? Right. It's humanity. Well, humanity has now been defined as the has and has not. Yes. It's not even. And those of us who are still thinking cultural, you are so far off of the, the planet. Mm-hmm. That it's ridiculous. It's not even about culture because uh, they'll throw each other under the bus if you have not hit a certain uh, financial status. Yes. Because when you look at it, when you look at these companies that have gotten this uh, stimulus aid, it has not been the ones that have got, for example, my small business, we, mm-hmm. we, wouldn't, we didn't make it in round one of that aid. Okay. Because when you look at a, at a Ruth Chris who got they got some unprecedented amount of money, uh, $10 million. Yes. You're a for-profit company. 
Yeah. Then, then, then your, your, your stakeholders and the, maybe just don't get a profit. But those of us who live from, who make money off of just doing little things, the, the small businesses in our community, because America still has been thriving off of small businesses. Always. So I appreciate all the advertising that goes support small business. Exactly. Go out your way. Exactly. Because these giants and these conglomerates, listen, it's okay. So you don't get your bonus and the CFO, CEO doesn't get their bonus. Okay, you don't get a bonus, but what about the rest of us? So I, our company did not get anything on round one because all the money has been taken has been accounted for. Yes. So we're hoping we're going to get something in round two, and it's not even like we're going to get a huge amount of money. It's still under a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Compared to someone who got ten million, really? Yeah, makes no sense. I mean, so again, the haves and the have not. Yeah, that's also people pay attention to when they're saying uh, this would this would gripes me a little bit voting does count people it's not all about uh we you know obviously there's different sections i like to say of voting but they throw the 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 propaganda out there the presidency no it's not it's to a certain extent but the whole thing that we need to focus on is the legislative you know who who's our senators you know who's our da that's the ones that we have to vote on and pay attention to you know, because right. those are the ones who's making the law. Congress makes laws. So we have to pay attention to who we right. vote up in there and hold them accountable. And and then let's say we talk about our, our local governments because we have such influence exactly. over the local government as well. Exactly. And that's where we can have a lot of power at. Exactly. But if we just do nothing, we can't complain. No, because it's, it's, it's shown that there was a lack of everything going on right now. Everything. Because... Right. There's no way in hell that those big companies should get bailed out again from us. There's no way that we, we we've already seen exactly. that. Stop it. Stop it. You know, exactly. Stop it. And because it, what it's doing is, is trying to purpose, almost purposely and strategically put small businesses out of, out of, uh, out of business. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, um, it's definitely a uh, trying as far as, uh, you know, you just got to get paid. You know, we have to pay attention. And have to do the research. We all have to do the research now. You know, I mean, there's so yeah, many, there's so many forms of information that you have to cipher it down that works best for you. Right. Right. It works right. best for you. So, Go ahead. Well, I know we started off this conversation really about mental health. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all yeah. mental health too. No question. No question. It we really we, is. we we was just really we was just building on that. But yeah, but getting back to. <laughs> Yes, but getting back to the acting, <laughs> screenwriting, and all that. So yes, right. Yes, West Side Story. Jesus, Jesus was it Jesus Christ wow. Superstar. Yes. Superstar. Yes. Yes. So now, now I can't, I can't believe you remember. All that. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So now, getting back to, and all, all, all this, I'm just saying, like, whoa, it's just different stages. Like, okay, I can learn and build and grow and find out what I need to do. So now, after. You know, high school, you still running track and everything like that. And the whole thing was just to get yourself free as far as break away from what you had going on uh, um, at mm-hmm. the crib and, and, and also just life mm-hmm. in general, that you found mm-hmm. an escapism through things that, I don't know, your father, our father, uh, couldn't gripe about because he didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> and also <laughs> stay away from the verbal abuse. Yes. Yes, it, it did. Right. Yes, stay right. away from that. So definitely. So um, that's a lot of things too. Um, getting back to 
that era as far as when you're a kid and also dealing with an adult parent. My whole thing on that mm-hmm. was I think that enough times, and I think it's just it's just another dynamic is why is it that there's a hard type of communication between the child and the parent? Like I think a lot of times, once again, maybe you think it's defined that the roles are not defined still, meaning that, okay, I'm a kid, this is my role, but as a parent, here's your role too, but there has to be some communication. Right. I'm thinking that just right. based on our experiences because sometimes I think that a lot of adults should listen to the kids also, not meaning that to uh, let them do or let them lead their own way astray. What I mean is just listen and be like, okay, maybe this this kid – is interested in another sport, but I keep harping on him, the sport I like. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as can the parents step away mm-hmm. and still learn about their kid, and but then also advising him and directly accordingly. I don't know if that's a most definitely, okay. most definitely. I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh-huh. What we have to realize is that our kids have their own um, personality. Yes, they, your, your DNA is in them, yes. but, but, but genetics is such an interesting thing because we can pull from your grandfather, your great-grandfather, uh, your grandparents from either side and create this being, this person who does not have to be like them uh, as the parents. Gotcha. When I look at you, Bobby, I, I, see a, I see a polished version of what dad always wanted to be. Okay and that he was vicariously living his life through you. Mm-hmm. So I, when I look at you, I see all the pressure and, and, and where I always felt, um, part of me felt guilty that I did not follow his basketball legacy. One, I just didn't have skill set for it. Gotcha. After eighth grade, he told me, um, I wish you would quit playing basketball because hey. you're embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he told me that. Yeah, yeah, I said, I, yeah. Not, not a not a problem. Yeah. I'm done. I was only doing this because I thought it was gonna make you happy. Yeah. It's making me miserable, so I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. And that's when I focused on track. I said, "Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I ain't got to do with this no more." <laughs> I know, I know the feeling. I, I know the feeling. That's why I, I, I kind of played baseball because I was like, "He's not gonna make it to all these games." And there's no way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but listen. Uh huh. Listen, there's so much like, like so many kids who say, exactly. if you have a parent who's overriding and overbearing, yes. you, you, you find that thing to either please them and they're very pleased, or you're like, let me do something else that they're not good at or they can't be there all the time yeah. so that I can have a little bit of breathing room. Yes, yes. Or, uh, so I can keep my sanity. Yeah, and also, you know, just also, like I said, also the... Uh... The communication too, you know, because I, I don't think, looking back on it, looking back at it, and I can get it too as far as the fathers are. I'm not a father, but I get it. If I were to raise right. a son, of course I want him to um, try to partake in the things that I liked. But who knows? Maybe that right. ain't maybe that ain't him. You know, everybody ain't going to be me. Right. But, at same, but at the same time, I'm going to listen to him, and maybe I can find out what he likes or she likes, and then whatever I brought into Mentally, as far as whatever I like, then I can channel that same that energy is. into what they like. It's all there, right? I mean, that, that's that's one exactly. aspect I see that you see a lot of uh, of negative energy between 
you know, the, the, the child and, and the parent. You know, I think, um, right. you know, a lot of times, you know, all these like to express themselves a little bit more. I think that's one thing that I think we, 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 we did, I think, but also I don't think we was kind of pushed in that way as far as go out there, enjoy it, express yourself. It was always like, oh, no, like if you weren't no good, you you going to get you going to get scolded because you sucked and don't do it no more. It's like, damn, I can't just right. be I just can't be decent or OK. I always had to be good and. Or, or better, or right. you heard you you heard the noise. <laughs> I mean, nothing's wrong with that. And, and, Nothing's wrong, but, but but you caught it. You caught that way more than I did uh-huh. yeah, because yeah. I, I was uh, uh, <laughs> I was a rebellious one, specifically towards dad. Uh-huh. And he and I bumped heads. Oh, I, I I thought you had caught the brunt for everyone else because you. You lived there and stayed there with us. I'm yes. like, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got to go. Yes. Uh, I'm about to be 18. I'm putting as many miles between everybody as possible. I put miles between he and I, and then after I graduated from high school, I put miles between mom and I. Yes. yes. I don't know if you, re- you remember, uh, I graduated on Wednesday, uh-huh. and on Friday, I was enrolled in summer school in, at college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember dropping, I remember going to the airport. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was at the airport. I was like, yeah. Arriba Dirty, Sayonara, yeah. I'll see y'all later, deuces, peace yes. out, I'm gone. Yes. But that was the best experience for me because I, I needed that time to begin the healing process of my own life. Gotcha. So, so, so it is good for the, I would say, the little chick to fly off from the nest, right? I mean, that's a good thing Most, to leave the nest, definitely. right? It's a, it's a it's a great thing um, for those who are strong enough. Yes. For those who aren't, uh-huh. then then try and, and and get your pathway to that. Uh, yeah. But for me, I knew I needed to get away, and I knew I didn't want anyone around me. I knew I needed to take take on my own mm-hmm. without being judged, yeah. and to do the recovery and reach out for help when I felt I needed it. Yes. Yes, and I definitely appreciated that because I do remember that too, and that's the reason why I was like. Um, how can I say it? I loved going to Colorado State. Great experience. Lovely. Lovely. Right. But however, right. once when you go on to the University of Berkeley campus and then you start <laughs> hearing about all the accolades and some of the uh, alum and the scholars that's coming from there and just just that area period. Uh, and then not only that, you had, you know, Berkeley, you, you got the Bay Area, you know what I'm saying, Oakland right there. And then you got San Francisco right across the water, right? So I seen all uh-huh. that. I seen all that early and young because mom used yeah. to drop us off up there. <laughs> she did. Yeah. And then just seeing that, I was just, and then once again, I was just sitting back looking like, yes, this is the college experience I want. Yes, this is what I want. <laughs> Yes. I am so glad because that's oh, what I man. wanted to create for you and, and Tasha. Man, that was the reason why I was like, I got to get the hell out of Ohio. That was because mm-hmm. I seen you do it. I said, oh, 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 yes, yes. So once again, getting back to the, to, to, we're we going through, I, I, I would say, like I said, the chronicle order of what's going on. Now sure. we're we in the college life, right? Right. And so obviously, um, you know, obviously, obviously, I want to tie that in, you know, how you was growing up and also tie it into the world right now as far as people right now. 
like I said, going back to the mental mm-hmm. issue thing, they're in school right now, college, don't know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not telling the mm-hmm. stories how when all this stuff got shut down, kids who learn in those schools, they can't even, they can't, they're not, they're not even allowed to go home right now or didn't have a way to get home. Right. You know, so, right. so, so they're going through some things too. I think a lot of the, the students who can't afford to go home, who are always, uh, how can I say, once when they went off to school, it's on them. Ain't no, oh, I can go here or go there, you know, in time right. of desperation. You're here. So I think a lot of that, has, right. you know, I think a lot of kids and students are going to have some type of psychological effect too. So I just want to, you know, bear in what was your thinking going sure. to school and then tying that in as far as from being somebody who has experienced college life and experienced things as far as, damn, how this, <laughs> how this loan and bills going to get paid at this age, you know, in life. How could you correlate that now? Because obviously uh, that's another aspect I think people aren't talking on the students and the mental health aspect we're coming along right now during this pandemic. So, but just starting off your mind thinking when you was in school as far as getting away. Yeah, you know, we we didn't necessarily have a um, pathway. Uh And I was hoping to create a pathway for you, Tasha, Uh Naya, later on, Chris. Yeah. Um, you know, Lisa was, was so close to me that, that, you know, that's all, you know, she, she had her own pathway and, and at the time we didn't know, really knew, know a damn. Gotcha. Uh, so for me, it really was about, um, this was before cell phones, before, um, social media, before internet. Yeah. Um, all of that, you know. You, like me, we had to go to the library and research and pull out a book and read it. And if the book was out, when is this coming back? Can you call that joker and tell him I need the book and exactly. make photocopies of stuff? Early and research. the library closed at, yes, Early the research. library closed at 12. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a whole different ball game than what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, and, and so for me, it was about paving a way. And um, I felt, although we had his uncle, Uncle Tim, who had his PhD, yeah. uh, but just didn't write his dissertation, so he was Dr. Sellers. I, I oh, wow. That, that was him. another joy yeah. to know. Wow. He just had to write his dissertation. dissertation. Yeah, that's all he had to write himself. <laughs> when I went to, to New York and was doing something with him, and he uh-huh. walked on his campus, they were like, Dr. Sellers, Dr. Sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, Doc. Yeah, I gotta write that damn uh, dissertation, but I'm not going to like watch Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, for me, it was really about creating a new pathway for you all to follow in, wow. and, and and doing that. Did I do it successfully all the time? Yeah, but it was something. Gotcha. It was something that gotcha. we did um, in that regard. So it was difficult because I also had to heal, and so in that process. Now I'm 18, uh-huh. now trying to learn how to be an adult, now living in a major city, Berkeley uh-huh. slash Oakland, San Francisco, yeah. um, away from home, mm-hmm. doing it on my own, and now I don't have, quote, unquote, mentors, can't call, can't call mom to sign up, because she hadn't gone to college like that, definitely couldn't call dad, because we weren't on speaking terms at that time. Yeah. Um, um, with that, so trying to navigate that on your own can be difficult and, and it was some difficult moments and and sometimes that I did feel like throwing in the towel but I'm like mm, I'm gonna just wing it here gotcha. because this is better than going home 
to me, returning home was not an option. Got you. So I'm like, I got no other choice but to be successful, and I got to line myself up with people who want to be successful because I'm not going back home. There it is. Like I, I refuse to. And that's real important I right refuse there. to go back home. When you said lining yourself up with good people, that's definitely uh, yeah. That's definitely a good trait. Now, now, obviously, you know, um, with this pandemic going on, what 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 words could you mm-hmm. say as far as to the young students out there? You know, um, whatever they're feeling like, uh, what type of reach out programs that they could get connected to? Even just even a hotline or something to. Uh, you know, discuss or get some things off the chest. You know, there, there's definitely some different hotlines, especially one I always want to say if you're, if you're feeling like you want to give up, there's some, so many suicidal hotlines, mm-hmm. anxiety hotlines. Mm-hmm. If in doubt, in California, I know we have 211. Gotcha. So you can always call 211, and that's the information line, and they will get you connected to whatever services or support that you need um, in your county, local area, city, mm-hmm. or what have you. And, and oftentimes they try and get you located, uh, connected with free services. But I want to say, you know what? I have found successful people mm-hmm. have mentors that they can talk to. The problem with us as a community, when I say us, I say black folk, exactly. and we'll put folk, or our Latino folk in there too. Yes. We've heard, like you talked about earlier, children are to be seen and not heard. Do as I do and not as I say. And what goes on in this house stays in that house. Exactly. So we then develop that mentality so we feel like we can never ask for help or never ask for consultation or, or, or support or anything in that. And that's where we mess up. I have so many mentors, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous now. Okay. And the older I get, the more mentors. I have a financial mentor. Mm-hmm. I have a business mentor. Yes. I have a mentor that coaches me in how to be an effective CEO. Exactly. I have a mentor that I talk to that helps keep my mental sanity, even as a therapist, mm-hmm. intact as well. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a part of a network called uh, Black Male Therapists. They okay. are, because as a black male therapist, I make up 1% of therapists across this nation. 1%. Wow. And we need a lot more than just the 1%. And what, what, what's the name of that foundation yeah. again? Well, it, 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 it's a Facebook group called okay. Black Male Therapists, and that's gotcha. for any social worker or, or anyone, any black man who is in the social services or therapy um, field, mm-hmm. and we provide that place to be a safe haven because we as black men in that, we, we have to preserve our own sanity and our own strength. Because even when I went to the National um, American Counseling Association Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, that's the mecca of the South. Okay. Outside of D.C. Okay. In Atlanta, Georgia, uh, 4,000, um, over 4,000 clinicians and social workers, I could count on two hands, no lie, how many black therapists there were there. Wow. Black male therapists. So, so how is it, Um, and, and I'm glad you're discussing this, obviously, because there was, you definitely hit a few points I would discuss um, earlier, whatnot, or later. But why do you think that stigmatism is there that we can't talk to nobody? Well, you know, I think it goes to, you know, goes to what, what happens in this house, stays in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we as black men, because we've been misdiagnosed as well. Okay. Uh, when, I see an, when I see an angry black man now, I see, uh, I see a depressed black man. Gotcha. I see a hurting black man. Mm-hmm. Because we've been we've been misdiagnosed as oppositional defiance, um, intermittent explosive disorder, uh, uh, 
disorder and as being um, just um, um, conduct disorder, uh, as opposed to being depressed and anxious. Yeah. Because a lot of our anxiety and depression uh, comes out of anger because we've been told, shut up, man up, don't be a punk, don't be a sissy. Uh, yeah. We don't do that. Just suck it up. Nobody want to hear your no, like, nobody want to hear your problems. <laughs> right, right. Get right, out of here, right. man. Nobody want to hear that right, shit. Right. Deal with right, it. Right, right. If you don't get out of here, right, yeah, right deal, deal with it. it. <laughs> yes. So as men, we've yeah. never been taught how yes. to um, express our emotions in a healthy manner. Yes. So as a result, if you were to take a soda can and just shake it up, That's the us. slightest crack. Yeah, the slightest crack is going to make us explode. Yeah. So what 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 we, what an angry man? What you're getting is the residual of an angry man who's had to suppress all of those emotions so they can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good concept because uh, yeah, because some of some of my friends are like, man, you always look angry. I said, man, you're reading it wrong, man. You you're reading it completely <laughs> wrong. I mean, I'm. Not, you're reading it wrong, man. Hey, you're moody. You're reading it wrong. I'm not. I'm not but but I'm you're not, right. I'm they, not. they are reading it wrong. Yes. They're reading Thank it through you. the eyes Thank of you, church. Brother. They're yes. reading it through the eyes of, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to read it, but not supposed to respond to yes. it. Yes, yes. So how can you read and, and see someone's lives being jacked up, but you're not supposed to respond to it? Well, that, that'll cause anyone to go crazy. Yes. That'll cause anyone to react. You can only... The human body mm-hmm. and the human mind can only take so much trauma before it just simply cracks and breaks down. Hey Amen. So I, like, I, like I feel like I'm getting a little sermon right now. Preach, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask a little question we, about we, that because I'm sitting here like, oh, brother, boy, that's preach, brother. I need it. Thank you, brother. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to stand up and clap. Amen, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on one. I needed this today. Ain't this a Sunday? <laughs> It's a Sunday. It's, go it's ahead, a brother. My we bad. Can, go go ahead, can, brother. We can only take so we can only take so much before you have this crack, mm-hmm. and, and, and and with that, it, it comes out some sort of way. We have to release it somehow. Yes. Because if not, it's going to kill us. Mm-hmm. So the part of the reason now let, now let's talk because I believe in integrative medicine. Now let's talk about the physiological uh, 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 um, symptomology. Of okay. what anger and depression does. Go ahead. So if I'm angry, mm-hmm. it causes my blood pressure to go up. Yes. If I'm angry, it causes me to, to not sleep as much. Yes. If I'm angry, it can cause me to eat or it can cause me not to eat. Yes. If I'm angry, now I need to use some sort of stimuli to help balance all of that out. Mm-hmm. It can be in the form of drugs. And, 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 and I'm not talking about weed or anything. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not on those who feel that. I'm talking about it can be uh, meth and cocaine and, the and whatever. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I tell some of my clients, please, uh, please look at puff. You can do puff, puff, not puff, puff, puff. Yes. Just puff, puff. Yes. And, and, and put it out yeah, and then let go of myself. Yeah, you can med- meditate <laughs> because, a little bit. That's right. You can meditate yes, a little yes. bit. Okay. Um, okay. Um, 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 uh, it can cause us to... to, to go act out in sexual activity. So uh-huh. now we have all these children. Yes. Uh, so that causes another anxiety. Oh, that's a whole other. More depression. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a, a whole, whole other topic. Yeah, you yeah. got that right. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen up the wrong women. All right. I mean, huh, I right. Because, huh. 
you're saying it right. So now because I'm in this state of mind where I'm not thinking rationally, mm-hmm. yes. you'll let the wrong people in your life, had you been in a rational mind, they would not have even gotten close to you. But you need to, to release some of that expression, some of that anger, some of that tension. Yes. So it comes out and you, you release it with the wrong person. So, so. Who has now got you? Uh-huh. Yeah, so so basically, you know, a lot of times, you know, we have to recognize that too, as far as the individual, and find yeah. out a positive, good release valve, right? Because, you know, with exactly. that anger, a lot of it, you know, I don't even know, probably because that spirit inside of anger spirit, now you're making terrible decisions, whether you know, excess right. of booze, ex- excess of food, excess of uh, yeah. sexual innuendos, or whatever the case may be, yeah, whatever your you vice you is. Go. It's just you overdo yeah. it on whatever vice on that release is. Okay. That's it. So now we have uh, black men with high blood pressure. Now we have black men with high blood pressure and diabetes. Now we have black men with high blood pressure, diabetes, and overweight. Mm-hmm. Now we have black men with high blood pressure, depression, anxiety. But we don't know it because if we diagnose as that, then, then, then that's a white man's disease and not a black man's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Uh, I just got some, 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 some stuff going on with in my life. Mm-hmm. And so we never deal with the problem of it. So then we have, while we have all this, why, and then let's use it to, to what's going on today with COVID-19. Yes. Why is it affecting and killing more black folks disproportionately than it is any other culture? Yes. Because we refuse to deal with ourselves. Yeah. And this is causing us, even today, Part of the problem that one of my boys did a beautiful article, um, Dr. S. out of uh, Randy S. out of uh, 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 New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, the hip hop therapist. Okay. And he talks about uh, uh, with this how a lot of us are, are having to deal with our own composition, our own thoughts, our own things that we get out of being busy in our daily lives. And now with this as a stay at home for we have now have to deal with all those issues, all that pain, all those problems that we pushed aside. Uh-huh. But now we cannot push it aside. But now we have to deal with the hurt from my childhood, the hurt, that, the self-hatred that I have of myself, mm-hmm. uh, the load that I have of this other person uh, because we have not dealt with it. And now all this is coming up. Now it's creating even greater conflict. I went back earlier. Complex anxiety, complex yeah. depression, complex PTSD. Because now I got to not just only deal with staying at home. I don't have to deal with I don't know when this is going to end. I can't, I have to deal with uh, who might have it. But now I got to deal with all this on top of all that as well. And and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, because everything is getting mounted up right now. And then um, yeah, it is. And it's it also is. And it's so kind of don't know how to process it. Yes, and it's also almost the same like um innuendo of the whole concept of getting out of oneself like get you need to get out of the way you need to get out of your own way yeah. so you can be successful and that and that's crazy exactly. and that's crazy how it can apply to everything to your daily life i mean from your your, oh, your, your mental aspect of it to your physical aspect of it and and, and if we start a, mm-hmm. go ahead if we start taking a more integrated approach to our health and look at us, uh, look at ourselves as a three-part being, mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul. Yes. What are you talking about? 
our physical health when we go to the doctor and making sure that that's good, our mental health to make sure that we are, are doing everything properly, and, and then our soul or spiritual health as well. If those three things are balanced, you, it will make such a huge difference in the quality of life that we live. But it, it, it takes us to have to really go through that and make sure nothing that stands on its own. That is true. That is true. You um, definitely made some, on definitely made some great points on that. I mean, whew, nice. Now, definitely made some points on here. Now, from the college, now we're going to get into adulthood to now, basically. I mean, I know that's a okay. wide grip, but the whole thing I want to see is um, a couple things. Um, like, as you um, gotten older, you ought to have the case maybe, and like I'll say, hey, man, it's not mm-hmm. like I'm getting a sermon right here, because technically you are a minister. <laughs> You are a minister, am I correct? Yes, sir. Right. And um, yes, sir. so, once again, always had that religious background. And now, with your own company, with the mental health servicing, my question is this, because I'm sure you might um, might have heard some questions or, or not even concerns, just maybe people have asked this, but I definitely want to ask this because I see the um, – the process i see how they can intertwine with one another what i'm getting right. at is how is how how do you i want to say maybe balance the aspect of religion mm-hmm. to psychology right and do you I do you see that as one is like it's it, it's interwoven regardless it's interwoven oh my god yeah uh-huh i i see it as if they're interwoven that 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 psychology was birthed out of theology oh oh wait and wait wait, wait. Now, hold, hold on hold on hold hold on <laughs> Hold on, I, I got, I got, I gotta find, I gotta find a console or something where I could drop the bomb like boom or spitting bars. Wait a minute, you just spit a bar. You said there's no what? Run that past me again. With the, well, I said there's no separation between. The yes, two. when you said there's no psychology, you said without the ideology. What was that? Something like you said. Oh, I, I, I in my, in my belief thought uh-huh. process. Yes, I, I do, I do not have all the. Um, um, uh, evidence-based support behind yes. this is this is the, the theology and theory according to Marx. Gotcha. I believe that psychology was birthed out of theology, and there's no way that you can do uh, 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 accurate theology without doing psychology. There because I I tell people all the time, I thought I said Frank was a uh, what I call a cognitive behavioral therapist because okay. he said as a man thinks. Cognitive behavior says that your thoughts can determine your behavior. Yes. And the Bible says that, that he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, so to yes. me, that's cognitive behavior. So if I change your mindset, I can then change your behavior. And I'm such a, a, a mindset person because as you, what you believe about yourself comes out in your actions. Yes, yes. That is true. So if I can begin... If I can begin to get into your mind, I have, I have my clients tell me all the time, I was going to do something, but I kept heard, heard, I kept hearing you say, is that what you want to do? Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. And you go, you are all in my mind. I'm like, well, then that part I'll accept. Yes. Because I, if, if anything, we need to slow down and think about what our choices are. Yes. Everyone's got a choice in life. Yes, that is we true. Have to stop blaming, we have to stop blaming others for our uh, uh, poor choices that we make in life. It's always easier to blame somebody. I, I, it's always easier to do that. Well, sure. Focus on yourself. Sure, right? because that means I don't have to take responsibility for my actions. That's a lie. 
Yes. Because as long as I blame others, I'll never live in great. Very, very and, and, true. And, and at, at, at this point in my life, I want to be great. I don't even want to be good. I want to be great. That's right. That's right. Because uh, you're a reader. Uh, uh, the, the book, uh, Good to Great, he opens up and says, good is the enemy of great. So I don't even want anything good. Either we settle for too many good things and not uh, strive for the great things of life. That is true. Because, hey, we only hear one. Right. So I want the great things. So, so with that, I did have to accept responsibility by thoughts and my actions. Now, when I say thoughts, I mean, yes, we all have negative thoughts that's going to uh, uh, creep up into our mind. Yes. But I have a choice whether I'm going to entertain that thought or deflate it and replace it with something Something that's going to encourage me, something that's going to invigorate me, something that's going to motivate me, something that's going to propel me. That choice is totally up to me. That is true. And and, and it's definitely always one of the choices that we make. Like you're saying, if something comes yeah. up, we want to blame more, uh, others. It's really your fault because whatever yeah. you did, you you decided to go that route or you gave out that information. Right. One or the other. Or you, let, or you let that person in your life, you know. There we go. You let that person I have a in choice your life. whether or not I'm going to allow that person to stay in my life mm-hmm. if they are uh, have such a huge negative influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's Because crazy. especially with your relationship, I go, um, there's a common denominator. They're like, what is that? I say, you. we got to stop blaming others, and you have to start taking responsibility for your own actions. Why is it that you're, you, you attract the same type of person? You're giving off that, that negative vibe or that negative energy. So you're going to always check uh, attract negative people because you think negatively about yourself, and so you're attracted to the negativity and not the positivity. So you're doomed for for what you're in. I think it matters to me, and I don't care. Yeah, that is true. And like, and, and 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 it's crazy how um, I was just you know doing some research, obviously uh, you know because we definitely discussed the mental health or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So obviously, you know, doing some little research and what, and, and the reason why I'm going to bring up this point was crazy because how we said, said that how religion and psychology intertwine with one another, one another. When I was doing my research, mm-hmm. I found out that, um, it stated because, uh, stated that African Americans, African Americans who have connections to organizations like church or whatever the case may be, or some type mm-hmm. of religious organization, mm-hmm has a lower suicide risk. And that's according to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center. So that lets you, I mean, just that fact alone, if you have a solid foundation, right? And that's with anything. That's that's what's going to ground you in types of need, in types of desperation, in types of giving up, in types of, you know, not wanting to challenge yourself or just want to be just present, not doing anything. Yeah. And There's that's... enough research out there that supports that, that theory, that notion, that those who are connected to some sort of spiritual uh, foundation or spiritual connection, and, and, and we say that loosely because, yeah, yes, because I'm a Christian, I would definitely want to say Christian them, but, but any type of meditation or, or that type of thing, because it breeds hope, it breeds um, um, support in that that the recovery process is cut in half because you have some sort of spiritual tie as those who don't have any type of spiritual tie or, or they don't believe in any type of spiritual power. It's very powerful. There's no denying that. It is. Very powerful. It is, yeah. 
Definitely. It's extremely powerful. And, and, and because you now have a, a support system mm-hmm. and accountability. One of the main things about um, getting help in mental health mm-hmm. is making, just like in, in AA or anything else, that you have an accountability system. Because you have someone that's going to hold you responsible for the things that you commit to. So I will quit sessions and be like, you know what? You're not serious about this. And, and the little bit of this little hundred dollars you're giving me ain't worth it. Gotcha. So yeah. um, when you are ready, call back. Until then, I, I am terminating our session because you're not doing the work and you're wasting my time. That is all lovely, man. That is true. I mean, everybody has their part, you know, whether or not, um, you know, people think that they're going for the wrong reasons or something else. Just just bear down and concentrate on, on you. You know, I mean, you don't want to waste anybody's time, especially if they're trying to help you out. So I can understand you. Right. Coming, I can understand you coming at them like that. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, man, right. I definitely uh, appreciate all that because, uh, yeah, like I said, man, older brother always looking, looking at you, man, seeing what, what's good. And uh, before we well, wrap, wrap before we wrap this up, because I know you're a busy man, you know. In any case, yes, hey, we have plenty of time for part two and three or whatnot. I just want to get down to your business Most definitely. Uh, before we out here. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, there's some out there who needs the help, wants the help, or they know somebody who, like I say, could uh, uh, use the help as far as talking to someone, get some consultation uh, or, or some type yes, of um, therapy session. So break it down as far as what is your company, Marcel Consulting and Mental Health Services, what type of uh, – uh, yeah want to say business or, or, or what is it that you're offering out here for people who are in need of some type of uh, mental health care services? Awesome, man. I appreciate you asking. Yeah. We are a full, what I like to call a full service mental health service company. Uh-huh. We do all all types of therapy, whether it's uh, child and adolescent, uh-huh. um, whether it's teenage um, or even that K transitional age population group. Okay. Uh, we do couples, we do men, we do elderly, um, and um, I have, I believe, 10 therapists working with our organization right now. Okay. And we um, have bilingual therapists, so we definitely do not uh, discriminate with the Latino and Latina yes. population. <laughs> yes, yes. Big, <laughs> little bro don't discriminate yeah. either. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm like, but no, no. Because we our 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 goal and our passion mm-hmm. is to meet communities of color and I say that broadly. Yeah. Um, right where we are at. We therapy looks different for the Hispanic male, Hispanic female, mm-hmm. and it looks different for the black man and the black woman. Exactly. And then oftentimes it does for the uh 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 Anglo-Saxon, the white person, um, in that, okay. but we don't discriminate with that either. Yeah, we do not discriminate you on, know, the, on I, the Euro-Americans. I call them the Euro-Americans. Right, believe <laughs> Euro-Americans. Yeah, believe it or not, 50% of my clients are Euro-Americans. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, they, they are, and 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 I will ask them. I will tell them that you realize you're going to a black male therapist. And they're like, yes. yes, I wanted you for a reason. I'm like, okay, That's no good. reason. I just yes. want to make sure. Yes, because, hey, hey, you know, the poor Euro-Americans are with us, too. I mean, meaning, yes. meaning they're living in our neighborhoods, too, okay? Right. <laughs> so, so, hey, it's all good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all good. You know, I, you know, I don't want to what say what some people who I know say, hey, <laughs> the African-Americans cannot right, be ra- right. racist because of the shit we go through. So, 
Don't, right. even, don't even express right. yourself in that racial tone or whatnot. But anyhow, um, that's another exactly. day, another time. Well, definitely. My next question I do have for all those people out there, because we're going to get into um ways of contacting you, your company, or any type of uh, yeah. um you know particular person that they might want to know, or in case may be, definitely uh, get you up on their handle, whatnot. My question is this: also for people out there, I want to say is um um is there a, cer- a certain um, insurance plans that you guys cover? I mean, how does that go? How do people, how you set up as far as payment? Well, we do have, definitely offer a, what I call a sliding scale. Uh, insurance companies are so crazy right now. We are, okay. we are getting on insurance panels. Okay. Um, if you're, um, now they're definitely opening up the doors, especially with this COVID-19. Okay. Um, you know, Medi-Cal is so crazy because here in California, mm-hmm. if you're a Medi-Cal provider, you have to, um, go to you can you have to go to each county and ask for permission to do mental health services under Medi-Cal, which I think is absolutely crazy. Okay. And so when we us being in, in San Bernardino, you know, in Southern California, I just like the LA County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, and Orange County. Okay. So four different counties, and they then dictate to us, and that can be anywhere from a six month to a year process to get on their panels. Got you. But we are very budget friendly. Okay, there we, we go. We are extremely budget friendly. That's what we, we like offer to hear. Sliding, sliding scales. Sliding now, my scales. My normal rate is anywhere from from one twenty to one fifty an hour. However, we would definitely do something that works within your budget. Okay, okay. And and we do that on a case by case basis. And I even have college interns for those who cannot afford it that you can get it for. Something as simple as twenty twenty five dollars a session. Hey, now, now that just good. means you just don't you can't smoke that week. But it's okay. <laughs> well, there's a will, there is a way. That's right. Just there is a just, way. Just don't buy there that sack for the day. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You can't buy. You can't buy that. E- 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 it, it's all good. <laughs> He's up on a sack uh, expense for the day. Gives you some therapy. Well, definitely. Hey, hey, right. Marty, where is a? Uh, what are some of your handles as far as uh, where can people reach out to you and your business? Um, you know, um, on, on LinkedIn, sure, sure. Facebook, IG, Twitter. Go ahead. All of those. Uh, oh, Facebook, Twitter, IG. You'll find us on um, Mental Health Matters with Marty. Um, That's you on Facebook, that. right? Mental Health Matters. That's on Facebook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then Marcel Consulting is on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, um, I think Mental Health Matters is also on Instagram, uh-huh. and we're on that. And um, right now, I do a Facebook Live show. Um, so definitely, um, my personal one is all full. Uh, I'm at five thousand, so you know you can't get any more. Yes. But on Mental Health Matters with Marty, you can go on there, like, and every time some things coming up. And on May twentieth, I'm launching my. Um, podcast show okay and so you're going to see that uh, uh definitely going to have you on that as well of course and then Anytime. i'm going to be having on the on the 22nd i'm going to have a virtual uh podcast live launch party okay all right may is big so it's going to be on may is may big, is big. May is big. that's you're, good hey man see all of that hey man let me know anything i can do always man always uh shouting you out my brother on, on the podcast, definitely. I appreciate it. We're going to do, we gonna do that together. Services. So we'll have, uh-huh. we'll have you doing some stuff and have you live from where you at, me live, and we're going to bounce back and forth. And even if I want you to even interview some of the folks, too. Yeah, hey, hey, it's all good. Talk to the people. 
Let the people speak. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, hey, man, I appreciate your time, man. I enjoyed this. We're going to have many more. Uh, yeah. definitely episodes. Most I just definitely. this was good. This yeah. was good. Well, thank you, man. I just wanted to basically lay down a foundation. You know, people, you know, maybe know your background a little bit before they uh go ahead and spend that change and getting that right counseling for you, my brother. Always. So once again, ladies and I gentlemen, I'd like to shout out and thank my big bro Marty Sellers on the actual podcast. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Always, always love to express ourselves. Have any other comments or questions, please contact me at bsales at the bsidepodcast.com. Also, you can also hit me up on uh, the B-Side Podcast Q on Instagram. Also, look up my line, Alec Roberts at alecroberts.com. You can always hit me up at robsellers at alecroberts.com. So, therefore, once again, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, people.